Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Question of the week from the Naked Scientists. Hello, I'm Hannah Critchlow and welcome to Question of the Week from the Naked Scientists. This week, we try to get our throbbing heads in gear to answer this. Hi, my name is Suzanne and I live in Runcorn, Cheshire. I wanted to ask a question about common over-the-counter painkillers such as ibuprofen, paracetamol and aspirin. We've all taken them for pain relief, but I wanted to know, does each drug achieve this pain relief in a different way within the body? and are certain painkillers more effective to combat different types of pain? Many thanks. So what's the difference between paracetamol, aspirin and ibuprofen? For the answer, we turn to Professor of Pain, Peter McNaughton from King's College London. Well, these three are all examples of a class of painkillers which are known as NSAIDs, or non-steroidal anti-inflammatory drugs. They all are thought to work in basically the same way, which is that they inhibit an enzyme called cyclooxygenase, which produces prostaglandin E2. Now, prostaglandin E2, when it's produced in the periphery, for instance, in response to spraining your ankle, causes inflammation and pain. When it's produced in the central nervous system, for instance, in response to a bacterial infection or something, then it causes an elevated temperature and also commonly headache. So inhibiting PGE2 has an anti-inflammatory action in the periphery and also antipyretic, in other words, lowers the temperature in the central nervous system. Now, aspirin and ibuprofen both work as anti-inflammatories, so they will be good for a sprained ankle, and they also lower a temperature and deal with headache. Paracetamol, for reasons that are not entirely understood, works mainly in the central nervous system, so it's a very good antipyretic It also is a good painkiller because a lot of pain is what's uh, perceived centrally, but it isn't a very good anti-inflammatory, so it won't cause uh, the swelling of a sprained ankle to go down. Paracetamol is the safest of these drugs. Aspirin and ibuprofen both have effects on the stomach. So that, in a nutshell, is the difference between the three of them. Thanks, Peter. So paracetamol, aspirin and ibuprofen all decrease the amount of chemical called prostaglandin E2, but in different places. Paracetamol decreases it in the brain and ibuprofen and aspirin work both in the body to help decrease inflammation, plus work in the head. Well, moving towards matter, Kevin wrote in with this. As I understand it, physicists have been trying to figure out why the universe is primarily made of matter as opposed to antimatter. What evidence is there that the universe is primarily made of matter? How would we be able to tell if roughly half the galaxies out there were primarily antimatter? So, is there an antimatter planet out there? Could we see it, even if there was? And does it matter anyway? What do you think? You can post on our Naked Scientist Facebook page, you can tweet at Naked Scientists, you can email chris at thenakedscientists.com, or you can join in the debate on our forum, which is at nakedscientists.com slash forum. 
Question of the Week is part of the Naked Scientists podcast and supported by the Wellcome Trust and UK Fast. Look us up online at nakedscientists.com. Thank you.